Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God is so good. God is so good. He's sweeter than the honey in a honeycomb. Sweeter. My God is sweeter. He's everything we need. God is. God is. He's everything you need.
and our misuse can be down. We looked at Luke chapter 1, verse 77, and we want to take a look at Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 6. Prepare yourselves to be blessed today in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. Isaiah chapter 33, the very special focus on verse 6. Isaiah chapter 33, with a very special focus on verse 6. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, He, or God, will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. Watch this. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Capital D, the knowledge of salvation. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty and glorious name, we thank you again today, Father, for the honor, the privilege to be able to come together, study, to show ourselves approved unto you. We thank you, Father, for the ability and a mind to serve you, a mind to hear what your spirit has to say in these last and evil days. You've instructed us, Father, not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We ask today, Father, that through and by your word and your spirit, your anointing, you renew our minds in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus, that we may think like you, that we may see like you, that we may do and understand like you. May your word convict and convert sinners today in the name of Jesus. May your word heal and deliver, uproot, replant, refurbish, restart, whatever you have deemed necessary for your word to do in the lives of your people today. May it be done in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ. And Father, as you do these things for us, we will be most careful to continue give your name, which is above all other names, all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count it done in Jesus' mighty and glorious name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the living God. The knowledge of salvation. Isaiah, his name means the Lord saves. Ministered at a very turbulent time 
during the nation of Israel's history. Nation of Israel had a problem thousands of years ago, just like many individuals today. Nation of Israel had gotten themselves in trouble with God, and instead of relying on God, they began to rely on Egypt. God saw them as an obstinate nation. Uh, Isaiah was sent to pronounce judgments and pronounce woes. But in Isaiah chapter 33, after the Lord blasts the women of Jerusalem, God then begins to speak about judgment on those he used to bring judgment on Israel. In other words, even though I used you, nation, to bring judgment on the nation of Israel, I still got to punish you for bringing judgment on my people. This is where we are. Woe to you, O destroyer, you who have not been destroyed. Woe to you, O traitor, you who have not been betrayed. When you stop destroying, you will be destroyed. When you stop betraying, you will be betrayed. In other words, God said you still got to reap <laughs> what you have sown. There were destroyers that God used when they had not been destroyed themselves. And God said, now, when you stop destroying, God said, I'm using you right now to destroy my people, but once you stop destroying, you will be destroyed. God said, I'm, I'm using you right now to betray my people because that's what they've done. But once you stop your betraying, God says, then you will be betrayed. Oh, Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in a time of distress. At the thunder of your voice, the people flee. When you rise up, the nations scatter. Your plunder, O oh nations, is harvested as by young locusts. Like a swarm of locusts, men pounce on it. Now watch verse 5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. Now God said, look, you need to understand what I'm trying to do here. God said, if you don't understand what I'm trying to do, you may misunderstand how I'm going about doing it. Now, just keep that in mind. When you don't understand what, see, see God, God is trying to work something. He's trying to do the about like a, a father chastening a child. You got to understand I'm trying to do something here. And if you don't understand what I'm, what I'm trying to do, you may misunderstand what I'm, the tools that I'm using to do it. God said, I'm trying to do something here. God says, look, I want Zion, my holy city, to be filled with justice and righteousness. That's, that's, what, that's what I want. God said, the same way I want my people filled with my Holy Spirit, I want my people filled with righteousness. You out there under the sound of my voice, whether you know it or not, God wants to fill you with righteousness. 
Now, here's where it gets dicey, because that doesn't sound too bad. Okay, God wants us to do right. God wants to fill us with righteousness. That sounds real smooth, rolling off the lips. But understand that God has got a lot of tools to do, that he uses to do that, and sometimes those tools do not feel very good. Now, for some reason, the Lord is flashing a dentist. Praise God. All right, the Lord is flashing a dentist. In fact, the Lord is flashing a dentist from maybe the turn of the century in my mind. See, there was a, we go to the dentist now. A lot of us don't like going to the dentist now. Think about people that had to go to the dentist before there was anesthesia. When a joker just, just, just open your mouth up real, real wide and maybe give you something to bite down on and pull your tooth out with a pair of pliers, give you a little drink of alcohol to deaden the pain or whatever, and just pull your teeth out with a pair of pliers. We're complaining here. You know, I remember the last tooth I got pulled out. Doctor shot me up with so many different drugs, I couldn't hardly feel anything. And, and in fact, he had shot me up with the drugs, and then the tooth was hurting very bad. He went in and kind of tested on it, and I jumped. And he said, well, let me, let me give you a little more. Let me give you a little more drug, and let's give it a little more time. Because his thing was to try and minimize the pain. Well, there was a time when people didn't have no drugs. He had filled me up with drugs, touched on the tooth, and I jumped. Can you imagine the people that had no drugs and he just had to go in and do what he had to do? So, so, so keep in mind that, that, you know, when you hear a tooth was pulled, that might roll off the lips real good. But depending on how bad that tooth is, depending on what the dentist had to do, there's been teeth I've had pulled out with a dentist because I got long roots in my teeth. Dentist has had to go in and surgically cut into my gum to get the roots out because the roots are very, very long. So, so God wants to fill Zion with justice and righteousness. He wants to fill his people with justice and righteousness. But what he be doing sometimes, what a dentist be doing sometimes to get that tooth out of there, sometimes it can be very, very tedious. It can be very, very painful. Sometimes what God is doing to us through us and for us can be very, very tedious, very, very painful to get us filled with justice and righteousness. Now look at verse 6. It says that he or God will be the sure foundation for your times. Now Acts chapter 17 talks about times. Now this is a lot of times where a lot of people run into problems with God because they don't discern the times. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, you, you've got to be mindful of times. Our God is a timely God. He's a timely God. He already, at, watch this now, and God says they need to see this, Robert. Some of my people that are listening to you, listening to this broadcast, they need to, they need to see this. Turn quickly, saints, to the book of Acts, chapter 17. Acts chapter 17. This is something that Paul spoke in the Areopagus. Areopagus was a place where the, supposedly the leading minds of the day would go and discuss all kinds of supposedly heavy, heavy stuff. Paul went in Areopagus and started preaching Jesus. Started preaching, preaching, preaching Jesus to Epicurean and Stoic philosophers you know, that were trying to debate with him. And Paul was like, look, let me tell you about God. Y'all in here trying to get all deep. You ain't going to really get deep without hearing about the Lord. Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And here's something the Apostle Paul said. 
Very, very powerful. And this is going to be a blessing to some of you all under the sound of my voice. Paul said, look, first of all, from one man, he made every nation of men. All right? So with that being said, from how many men? One man. So it doesn't matter whether you are black, whether you are right, white, whether you are rich, whether you are poor, whether you are male, whether you are female, whether you are Mexican, Chinese, we all come from one man. That should kill the stupidity and the idiocy of prejudice and racism right there. It should, even though it don't. It should. We all come from one man. We all have the same uh, 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 patriarch, Adam. All right? From one man, God made every race of me. All right, that's that, that, right, that, let's let that marinate in your spirit. From one man, we all come from one man, Adam. Black folk, you know, that's why a lot of times you'll hear me talk about our white brothers and sisters, because they're our brothers and sisters too. Our African brothers and sisters, because they're our brothers and sisters too. We all come from one man, we all related in the natural, but we are not all related in the spiritual. From one man, he or God made every nation of men, watch this, that they should inhabit the whole earth. God's plan for humanity. Now, you got the Illuminati. and you, Some of you all need to understand what, what some of these satanic cults and, and devil worshipers and New World Order folk want to do. They want to reduce the world population. I hope some of you all know this. And that mean a whole that mean about six out of seven of us, they want to try to kill. Some of some of y'all need to wake up on a serious note. They want to reduce the world population. They feel like, you know, the world population is too much. They they feel like many of us, you know, that are not part of the super rich or the super elite are useless eaters. They got all kinds of computers and all kinds of, of, of technology now, that 3D computers, you, some of you all have read about them, where they can make food right through these computers so they don't need a whole lot of great big work, workforce. You got machines that can do all kinds of things. So, so what, you know, the super rich are saying, what's the purpose for a whole lot of eating all up food and drinking all up water and doing all? You need to understand. But see, here's the thing was still at the earth being inhabited. Well, you need to understand, and I've shared this with you a number of times. If God trying to do something, the devil trying to do just opposite. If God and his children is trying to do something, the devil and his children are trying to do just the opposite. If God and his children are working hard to try and get you saved, to try and get you uh, 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 closer to God. You need to understand the devil and his children are trying to work to get you unsaved and to try to get you as far away from God as possible. Whatever, that's why I've always shared with you all, anytime you find somebody know a whole lot of God's word, you better know that joke will know a whole lot of the devil's word too. Why you think it is a whole lot of times, you know, uh, these cats, sometimes big, you know, military computers, Big businesses, they get hacked. 
you got smart little 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds, these kids that done grew up in the technological era. They know this stuff back and forth. See, we, we you know, my generation, we didn't grow up with this stuff. Some of these, some of our kids know more about a computer than we will ever know. So some of these young people, you know, I was watching on the thing last night on Madam Secretary. They brought in some, some real, real young computer hackers to do some stuff over in different things. They're kids. Why? They grew up with this stuff. They understand how computers do and work and different things. We, we don't, a lot of us, older generation, we don't be understand. understand it. But a lot of times, big time agencies will get hacked. Pentagon, you know, Sony. All that. Well, what the first thing they do when they catch these hackers? If you had any sense, I know it's what I would do. They bring these jokers in, give them a job. Because if you, that shop where you can hack into our job, then we need it, into our stuff, we need to have you working for us. We need, we need, we, you the one needed, who better to devise a security system for, for a home than a former criminal, than a former thief? Who better? Because he know how to break into your job. He, he know how to. He know, who, who you want, a joker sitting there that ain't never broke into nothing, ain't never stole nothing, or a joker that done come in your, come in people's houses, come all kinds, let him sit down and devise a security system. He'll be like, look, he'll be telling you about stuff that need to be secure that you wouldn't even never think of. You'll be thinking about lock up the front door, lock up the back door. He'll be like, look here, you can do all that you want to, but uh, that chimney, I, I, you can lock the front door up as tight as you want to. I'll come down the chimney, and I won't be Santa Claus, baby. <laughs> you say impossible to drive that. So, so, so understand, you know that that. Mind, mind, and, and, and a lot of times that's that's the same thing that happens when it comes down to Christianity. See, this is why a lot of times God will take individuals that have been way, way out there in sin, and them as protectors, as as you know, see is in the house of God, because they know all kind of different angles. You know, the Apostle Paul, you know, he, he did a great work coming against false teachers. Great work coming against false apostles. He did a coming against false teachers. Well, why? Because he had been one. How false work. He know how false teachers work. He know how false, because he had been one. Can't nothing quite spot a hoe like a former hoe. Can't nothing quite spot a liar like a former liar. Can't nothing quite spot a thief like a former thief. Why? Because I've been there. I've been there. Can't nothing quite spot a former a, a like a former Come on, saying. So Paul had who had been a what? False apostle, who had been a false prophet, had been a, a here now he's having to deal with folk that still where he was. And he had to clear him up with some sound doctrine. He said, Look, from one man God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. Now, we write back to what we were talking about, and I thought I was waiting for the Lord to bring it back to my remembrance. So God is trying to get the whole earth inhabited. He's trying to get the whole earth filled up with righteousness, 
filled up with justice, as we were just going over in the book of Isaiah. Well, you need to know the adversary is trying to depopulate the earth and then just have a handful of wicked jokers. God trying to get a whole earth filled up with righteous jokers. The adversary trying to depopulate the earth and just have the earth filled up with just a few wicked jokers. Because that's what you are. If you're out there thinking about, you know, mass genocide and killing off, killing off six-sevenths of the world population, killing off six You're wicked. You're very, very wicked. You're under control of the evil one. You're one of the devil's henchmen, one of the devil's pawns. So as you look at the word of God, if you ever trying to spot the devil, just take the opposite, look at the opposite position to what the words say. If you ever trying to spot, how do I know the devil, apostle? You always talking about the devil. You talking about the devil do this. Devil do. Take the opposite position of the word of God. Look at what God has said and how God has said and what God wants. Then look at in the opposite position, they'll be the devil. They'll be his children. God wants the earth, the whole earth inhabited. Well, that let me know what the devil wants. He wants the earth depopulated. He says, and he, or God, did times set for them. God has already determined the times for you and for me. What does that mean? God already knows when you're going to get what you're going to get. God already know when you're going to do what you're going to do. God already know when you're going to have what you're going to have. So, you know, there's no reason for us to be stressing, no need for us to be anxious. What it is a need for us to do is to get close enough to God so that he can be, be able to reveal his divine timetable. You know, some of the major contributors to the ministry right now are individuals that God remit their divine timetables. I told one of the deacons, I said, man of God, I said, I talked to him on the phone, and the Lord just spoke in my spirit and said, tell such and such, he getting ready to run into a large sum of money. God just, God just bust out. I mean, he was talking, and God was talking. I couldn't, I can't even remember what he was saying because God started talking right while he was talking. And shortly after that, boom. One of the other deacons contacted me the other day. He told me, he said, Apostle, you had said some time ago, you know, I was going through a little difficult time, going through a rough time. You said in about six months, you said, tell me, the Lord told me, told you to tell me that I'm going to be rolling. And he told me, he said, Apostle, I'm working 50, 50, 40, 50, 60 hours on this new job. So God has already got the times that I said. Well, if we're not close enough to him, or we're not close enough to the prophet, or we're not close enough to, the, to, to, to one of God's spokesmen or spokeswomen who, who by divine revelation can help reveal to you the times, then you don't know when stuff is going to happen. Stuff be surprising you, be shocking you. You'll be like, oh, man, I didn't know that was going to happen. Don't you know some folk is getting ready to die and God already know it? Some folk is getting ready to, 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 to get pregnant. That didn't even know it. Some folk is getting ready to get AIDS. That's getting ready. That didn't even know it. Some folk is getting ready to get locked up. That didn't even know it. I remember once, years ago, we had one couple that was worshiping here with us. And I, you know, we this one we were worshiping on Wednesday, Wednesday night and Sunday morning, like all the other churches I had seen. And we were still getting ready for Sunday morning worship, worshiping at eleven o'clock. And I was on the keyboard playing, and this couple walked in and as soon as they walked in the lord told me tell the husband 
to, and I'm having to paraphrase because he's not bringing it bringing it to my remembrance exactly like like he said. But tell him to 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 be careful and to be mindful of his country, of his company. That if he's not mindful of his company, destruction was coming his way. Lord told me. I brought him up, brought him all the way up to the keyboard. I was still playing the keyboard. And, and, and sat him down. I said, you know, such and such. I said, brother so and so. I said, the Lord told me to tell you, be mindful of your company. If not, d- disaster, disaster. That was the word. Disaster was coming your way. And he shook his head. He said, okay, okay, pastor. Went back. Later on that night, the wife called, crying and hollering, pastor, pastor, they got him, they got him. And what? In less than 24 hours, the police had got him, and in less than 48, and and, and locked him up and locked him up and, and and I don't know how long he, he ended up staying stayed locked up. Well what 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 are you trying to get us to understand? God be no God know everything. But in my children of God, he know everything. There's nothing gonna happen to you that God know. That's why ain't no need of tripping off how you gonna die. God already know how you gonna die. Ain't no need of being scared. Too scared of stuff. See the thing is you don't know or I don't know. Well, I'll say some of us don't know because some of us do you know exactly how, how you're going to die. But when you know that that ain't, you know, what is going to kill me, ain't no need of me being a God knows everything. Not something, not most things. God knows everything. And the times have been set. The time for you to be born, you were born exactly when God knew you were going to be born. You were born, you're going to die exactly when God knows you're going to die. You're going to get married if you're going to get married exactly when God knows you're going to get married. You're going to get get that job exactly when God knows you're going to get No need to stress. No need to stress. No need to stress. God, you already know. That bill that needs to be paid, God said, I already know when it's going to be paid, if it's going to be paid. God said, because I can touch the hearts of the company and tell them that they don't even, have, don't even charge them no more. God' point is this. God already knows. The times that have been set, the time, your time has been set. Your time to die, child of God, it's already been set. Apostle, does that mean if my time is to, to die is 25 years from now, does that mean I can drink a bottle of poison and I won't die? Well, you, you might better you better be sure that your time to die is 25 years from now. You go to drink some, your time to die might be tomorrow if you drink that poison. So, so the key that our times have been set. Watch this and the exact places where they should live. Hmm. Now, we be, you know, we be talking about living here, living there, doing this. God said, look, I've already determined the exact places where you should live. Now, you say, Apostle, why is that important? That's important because your blessings are going to be the exact place where you should live. Got a whole big world out there. But if you're not in the place where God has determined you should live, you'll mess around and be missing blessings like the prodigal son that left home. Where he was supposed to be was right there with his daddy. Oh, man, he want to go here. He want to go there. He want to live here. He want to live there. And like the star of the death out there. When where he was was right beside his daddy. Daddy let him go. You know, I ain't, trying to, I ain't trying to 
hold you. This ain't Supermax prison. Go ahead on, son. Do your thing. Daddy already know what it's supposed to be right here. And all this is what he wants to do. Go out and see the world. Yeah, I can see the father when that boy was coming back. I can see the father in his mind saying, you done seen, you done seen the world. Like, the world is something else, man. <laughs> that boy all lean. Ribs all shown. Out there about to starve to death. Why? Because he was supposed to be right there with his daddy. Right there with his daddy. Helping build up his daddy's business. Why? Because all of it's going to be his in the end of the day. Where are you trying to go? See, and this is something where uh, a lot of our white brothers and sisters get the advantage over us as black folk. Black folk, oh, man, we ready to go. First of all, those of us lucky enough to have a father, as soon as we get some age, we ready to go. We ready to shoot out. Into... A lot of times our white brothers and sisters, they'll stay right there and run the family business. They'll be right. They'll be five generations. How long Anheuser-Busch has been making beer? You don't see a whole lot of Anheuser-Busch's nowhere, but right there making beer and making millions. Stay right there. Kennedy's, you have to be right there. Everybody right around Kenny Buck Point. Any Kenny, where they, where they at in Maine? Where's their place, the Kennedy's place? That's Kenny's place. Huh? Stay right there. And this is, this is part of what's tearing up the very, in the very fab country. Everybody wants to try to go on things. Uh-uh. 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 You never build up anything substantial that way. You never get a chance to build up anything substantial. Because what ends up happening is they end up being a whole lot of waste. You over there, instead of something very, very substantial. See, that's God's vision for the church. A lot of God's people ain't got that. That's, that's, that's God's vision for the church. We come together. We can do more. And God's a God's a consider the ant. Ants got that. How many ants you see living in a studio? How many ants do you ant, man, man, ant living in a studio apartment? Man, I, I got to take care of me, man. I got to look. Uh-uh. Ants live in the hive. We can go right out in the church compound right here. Some of us is too stupid. God done said consider the ant, not just Apostle Brian. You check it all over Scripture. Consider the ant. Ants be right there in the hive, all of them. Mamas, daddies, children. Ain't no ant got no apartment nowhere on his own, man. I'm out on my own. I'm doing my thing. Ain't no ant doing like that. Where do we get that from? The only thing took Abraham away from his father's house. The Lord had to direct command, leave your country, your people, and your father's house, and go to the land I will show you. I will make nation, and I will bless you. I will, I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and anyone who curses you, I will curse. All the peoples on the face of the earth will be blessed through you. That was a direct command from God. Why? Because Abraham, Sarah, all of them were right there. Why? That, 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 was a, that was a special, special circumstance. Why? What we want to do. And see, this is why many times, especially us as African Americans, we don't even be having a whole lot to leave no, the next generation. We don't even be having a whole lot because we ain't, we ain't learned yet how to cut and to build up something substantial. Everybody wants to try to go off and, and do their own thing. Everybody. Everybody. So we end up nothing. They end up don't leave a whole lot of nothing, maybe a little, a little raggedy house, a little raggedy car. And a bunch of debt. 
when we come and build something else substantial together. Times have been set. The exact place is where you should live. You say, Apostle, what, what, are you trying, what are you telling me? You need to find out where you should live, not where you want to live, not even necessarily where, where should I live, Lord, so that I don't have find myself living in a place that I should not live. Because as certainly as you're living in a place you should not live, you're going to be going through stresses and strains and trials and tribulations that you should not be going through. Prodigal son, father, right now, what? Talk to the wife. Oh, that boy. Well, you know he is your son, and you remember how you was when you was in Yeah. Man, God done already told me out there starving. What? Lord done told me. Lord done showed me that boy just as hungry as he can be right now. Why don't you come and go in and get him out away from here? I can see the conversation. I can see the conversation. Yeah, they're starving. Why is he starving? We eating good around here. The father, I'm like, my ribs ain't showing. Trying to be and live somewhere where you ain't got no bit, where God ain't told you to be. Oh, man. Oh, man, we're doing a whole lot of that. Driving cars, Lord ain't told us to drive. Wearing clothes, the Lord ain't told us to wear. Spending money on stuff, God ain't told us to spend. Shit, Pastor, what's driving? What God want to do by his Holy Spirit is bring us, rein us in. Rein us back in so that we're only going where God say go. We're only doing what God say do. We're only wearing what God say wear. That's what obedience to the Holy Spirit will do. Keep you from unnecessary trials, tests, hardships, and difficulties. Find yourself not wasting, you know, you mess around listening to the spirit of the world. You got to have the latest whatever it is. You got to have the latest iPhone. You got to have a 2015 vehicle. You got to have, you got to, got to, got to, got to. God be saying, no, nah, no, nah, you don't. God be saying, no, nah, no, nah, you don't. Tell him what, I'm not saying that's what you need. God said, if you need that, I'll supply it. But if you don't need that, don't get caught up with the spirit, running after the spirit of the world, feeling like you got to have, you got to have, because he even told it to you on the television. So some of y'all be out, man, y'all be out at Walmart killing each other on Thanksgiving, trying to get the latest, got to, got to, got to have. How crazy is Jokers, you know Jokers got killed messing around, trampled at, at Walmart, trying to get the latest, whatever it was. It's madness. It's madness. I don't need nothing that bad. All right. Now, why did God set things up like this right here? Verse 27. God did this so the men would seek him. Since God is the one that knows the times, since God is the one that knows the exact places where we should live, God has fixed this thing up so you got to seek me. If you want to find out where you need to be living, if you need to want to find out when, when, when your times, what your times are, God said you got to seek me. Dragon Ball Z, one of the things using as an example, Dragon Ball Z, when they finish up an episode, they'd be like, you know, do you want to find out what happens to this character or that character? Watch on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Well, if you want to find out your times, you got to check with the Lord. You want to find out what God got in store for you, got to check with the Lord. 
God has fixed it. God did this so that men would seek him, watch this, and perhaps reach out for him and find him. So he is not far from each one of us. For in him, in God, we live, we move, we have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his or we are God's offspring. Why in the world are you trying to run away from the one that created you? How stupid is that? How, how, how imbecilic, idiotic, asinine, getting like Smith now. How crazy is that? You want to try to run away from who created you. You want to try to run away from the one who without you would not even be? Where are you going? Come on, Saints. We've got to finish this message today. All right. All right. So that was just a little side, little side note. All right. Where are we at? Isaiah 33 and 7. <clears throat> oh, no, no, no. We, we didn't get down that far, did we? All right, the Lord, all right, he wants to fill Zion with justice and righteousness. Now, verse 6. Let's get this verse 6 one more time. Even got it. He, or God, will be the sure foundation for your times. Right? Those times again. God, God already knows. God already has set your times. Whatever it is time. But see, first of all, understand that whatever happened in your life it was because it was time for that. <laughs> it was time for that. In other words, God knew that was going to happen. That's why a stupid question they ever asked, why did something happen? It happened because God knew it was going to happen. It happened because it was your destiny for that to happen. Well, why did my mama have to die when I was a little child, Apostle Brian? Because she was destined to die when you were a little child. That was her destiny. Apostle Brian, why did I, mean, I be getting all, why? Left me like this because you, you, destiny. In other words, before God created you, or me, he knew house. I hurt my foot because you were different on March 15, 2014. <laughs> destiny. Destiny, children of God. Everything that has happened, destiny. everything that is happening to you is your destiny. And I'm here to let you know in on a little secret. Everything that's going to happen to you is already your destiny. God already knows. And all destiny, all destiny means is that which God already Picture your life has already been written. But you won't, you might be, you know, let's say, you know, let's say that you are 50 and, and God got uh, 70 chapters in your book. You need to know you got about 20 chapters left. Let's say you're 50 now. You know, you don't, you don't go on through 50 chapters. And year, each year is a chapter, but God ain't got but 70 chapters in your, or 80 chapters or 55 or whatever. Yeah, that's how many, that God, the, the chapters have already been written. Already been written now. Lord knows you you or me, you are not going to do anything outside of your destiny. And I'm not going to do anything outside of mine. 
what we're going to do is exactly what we've been destined to do. Good, bad, right, wrong. We're going to be doing what we were destined to do. will be a sure foundation for our times. A rich store of salvation. A rich store of salvation. God got plenty of salvation. Is whether you're going to do what you to get it from it. God got plenty. The Bible says a rich store of salvation. As I shared with you, there was never any crude oil shortage in the earth. How in the world crude oil got, I mean, uh, gas got up. I remember one time I came back from Africa, hit Atlanta, flew into Atlanta. Somebody came and got me. They took me to a hotel, and, and gas was almost $5 a gallon. I was like, what kind of, what part of the game is this? Now, you know, I haven't seen places now with gas. I didn't think we would ever see gas back in the $1 range again. Well, what what you mean to tell me? What what you saying to me that it was, that it was so, gas was, the crude oil was in such a shortage then, and, and now all of a sudden we done found an abundance? No, there ain't never been a shortage. There's oceans of crude oil up under the ground, all them dinosaurs that died and decayed and broke down. There's oceans. Just like we got oceans on the face of the earth, there are oceans of crude oil up under the earth. What happened, jokers got greedy, and they made that paper, and now, you know, I don't even want to go into the real reason why they done, prices done got drove down. I don't want to get too deep into that. Lord done showed me that. So now I'm setting gas back down to a reasonable price. Reasonable price. Well, no shortage. Never was. Never was. You just had some greed. Because God done supplies. It's when you get greedy jokers, that's all, that's when stuff, that's when stuff get funky. That's when stuff get dicey. When you get a hand, when you get some greedy jokers who corner the market, gather up all the stuff, and don't want to release it or release a little bit at real, real high prices. That's what that was. That's exactly what that was. Now all of a sudden we got plenty. Now all of a sudden there's plenty of crude oil in the earth. How we go from didn't have much to now we got plenty, and we still on the same earth, aren't we? Come on, saints. So there's a rich store of salvation. Well, the beautiful thing about God is he's not greedy. He's not like some of them jokers that had the crude oil, got greedy, made it difficult for you to get it, made you pay an arm and a leg to get it. God got a rich store of salvation, and he will give it out freely if you sincerely desire. He's a rich store of salvation. Watch this. And wisdom and knowledge. So what is God letting us know? That if you're not saved and if you're stupid and if you're ignorant, that's your own fault. Why? Because God said, I got plenty of it, baby. I got plenty of wisdom. See, I got plenty of salvation, so you don't have to be unsaved. I got plenty of wisdom, so you don't have to be stupid. I got plenty of knowledge, so you don't have to be ignorant. So what were you talking about? God, like, what are you talking about? So trying to go before God unsaved, stupid, and ignorant, you deserve real good to be sent to hell. Because God said, I had plenty of it, and you could have got plenty of it if you would have wanted it. God is a rich store of salvation. He's a rich store of wisdom. He's a rich store of knowledge. There's no excuse for this foolishness. There's no excuse 
for being ignorant of God in the earth. There's no excuse for not having the wisdom of God operating in your life other than you don't want. There's no excuse for not being saved. How do you think you're going to explain to God not being saved? And he's sending out his apostles, his prophets, his evangelists, his pastors and teachers every day, compelling, and he done sent us out with the charge to compel men and women to come to Christ. That means almost force you. God said compel them to come to Christ. Compel them. You need to be saved. You need to be saved. You need to be saved. Now, the key. See, here's what here's what some of you missed this thing right here. Here's, here's what can keep you running around stupid, what unsaved and ignorant. The Bible said, "The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. This is a treasure. The wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, salvation. This is a treasure. But the fear of God." That's what will get the fear of God. See, if you ain't got no fear of God, ain't no way you're going to get salvation out of the box because you don't have the key. If you don't have the fear of God, ain't no way in the world you're going to get wisdom out of the box. Ain't no way in the world you're going to get knowledge out of the box because you don't have the key. That's why I come home from the movies late one, one night and done left your keys inside and locked your house up real tight. You ain't going to be able to get in just regular, just regular kind of anyhow. Well, God got treasures. But he got them locked up in a box, and the key is the fear of the Lord. God said, you, you show me some fear. Show me some respect. Show me that you really, that you really, you really serious about me and about the things that I'm about. Show me. Show me. God said, I'll let, you, I'll let you get in the box. I'll let you get in the box. It's great salvation. God said, Robert, that's in the box. I said, you can't get in the box without the fear of the Lord. That's the key. In the box is salvation. In the box is wisdom. In the box is knowledge. But the key is the fear of God. Anytime you see a community, a nation that is that has lost the fear of God, it's inevitable that you won't see a whole lot of these other things. You ain't listen. You ain't got no whole lot of folks saved in the United States. I don't care what. I don't care what the play. Don't not really. Eighty percent of Americans are Christians. Nonsense. Nonsense. See, fear of the Lord. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is also the key that gets us into this box of salvation, wisdom. When you see the fear of the Lord going down, you also going to see salvation, wisdom, and knowledge going down. Because without the fear of the Lord, you can't even get in the box to get these other things. Without the fear of the Lord, so we live in a culture and a community, culture where there ain't a whole lot of fear of God, does that mean there ain't a whole lot of salvation? That means there ain't a whole lot of wisdom. Ain't a whole lot of people running around with the wisdom of God. Ain't a whole lot of people running around with the knowledge of God. Because the fear of God, the fear of God is gone. Or it's, or it's down. It's down. So a nation that starts not fearing God is a nation that's going to be in, that's in trouble with God. 
right then. A person that's not fearing God, that's a person that's in trouble with God right now. We're talking about the knowledge of salvation. We're talking about salvation. You've got to have the key, which is the fear of the Lord. You've got to have the key. How are you going to start your car up and you ain't got the key? You ain't like you're going to hotwire. Now you're going to hotwire your own car. How are you going to get in your house without the key? You know, you got to bust out a window somewhere. You got to do something stupid. And when people don't have the fear of the Lord, they start doing stupid stuff. They start doing all kinds of stupid stuff. So you saying what you saying is the is the the uh, remedy for this great nation's problems? You need to get back to the fear of the Lord. Get back to the fear of the Lord, and as you get back to the fear of the Lord, you start. In the heart and from breast to breast. And get back to the fear of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, we again thank you. We glorify you and we exalt you. We appreciate you, Father, for who you are and your revelation, your insight. Thank you, Father, for teaching us and providing this day uh, our daily bread. Father, again, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, our trespasses, and iniquities as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Again, Father, I ask you to start beginning to prepare the hearts and minds for those that you're sending your servant to in South Haiti and that souls may be saved and glorious, that your name, which is above all other names, will gain all glory, honor, and praise. This is the prayer we offer up in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, our strength and and we bless you all. May Lord and you, those of you all that uh, want to be a blessing to the ministry as we are about to embark on another missionary tour, feel free. Let the Lord lead you and uh, be a blessing, and God will sure to bless you in Jesus' mighty name. You got to put some clothes on. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.